0: the Lord. I came. I came to lift you up in the sanctuary. I came to lift you up. Give you all the praise. I came to lift you up.
1: Did anybody come tonight for that very reason, to lift up the King of kings and the Lord of lords (laughs) tonight? Listen, this is a a very uh, special night, incredible night. This is the night where our revival, it's ours, but we get to invade an incredible ministry on Thursday night, a vital part of our our church ministry and church family. We get to invade Esperanza tonight. (laughs) We get to worship along with them. Some of the most incredible people I know I've met through this incredible ministry. And we're so glad to worship together and come together tonight in a a great time of experiencing the Lord. I don't believe that God is done. Oh, absolutely not. This is the last night of the revival, but we know that we serve the eternal God. And he's going to move and touch. (laughs) So we're thankful for that tonight. Would you get out of your seat tonight and shake hands and welcome one another into God's house?
0: So deep within. Help us out, ladies.
1: There's no great.
0: It's what I long to be, a dwelling place so you can come and live inside of me. You'll never be contained inside these walls of clay. We're going to take you out into the world so they can hear us say. Praise you, Lord. Glorify your name. Praise Him. Praise Him. If there's darkness in your life, just call on Jesus' name. For Jesus, He's the light. He will drive your dark away. Draw close to you. He'll restore your heart, change your mind, he'll make your life brand. again Night hour you can call on the name of Jesus.
2: Jesus Jesus, 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 Lord, we
0: invite you into this house right now. Jesus. Come down into this church tonight. i so Sing it. I
2: the Lord. I... Oh, Should you,
0: Of Thee, oh Lord, we praise You, Lord. We praise You, Lord. I exalt. I love you, Lord. Yes.
1: Hallelujah. You are
0: the light Hallelujah. of my world. <laughs> it's all about you, Lord. I live Let me tell you about him. He's my healer. <laughs> He's my deliverer. <laughs> He's the fighter of every battle
3: yes, yes.
0: that ever comes my of Jesus oh, yes. <laughs> and every time I call it <laughs> the name of Jesus Satan has to flee. <laughs> oh,
4: Writer of Psalms said in chapter one hundred and twenty-four, "If it had not been the Lord who was on our side," you know. Sometimes you'll hear it, and you'll read in the Scripture where the writer will say, "Verily, verily," I mean, pay attention, get your attention. This writer says this twice. He says, "If it had not been," this is David writing. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now may Israel say, then he goes on to verse 2. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. How many of you could say that tonight? If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. He goes on and he says, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. He says in verse 6, Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. The very next Chapter 125 goes on and starts off with this and says, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. How many of you can praise the Lord and clap your hands unto him tonight? The word of God. The word of God that gives us strength. The promises of God that inform us and let us know we are a protected people. We're a blessed people. The enemy may come in like a flood, but the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You and I may go through the fire, but the Bible says the flames will not kindle upon you. The waters may come, but they'll not overflow you. None of those things will touch you. Why? He says, fear not, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. You know, you could do nothing but stand up here and quote scripture, and people shout all night long. Scripture, how many of you know this is your foundation of strength tonight? That's what this revival is all about. This is what this church is about. We don't go chasing after religion. We go chasing after the Word of God. And that is our powerful strength tonight. I want you to lift your hands and honor the presence of God. Call out to Him tonight as we set the atmosphere for worship and the receiving of the Word and ministry this evening. Father, we come to you. We thank you for the word of God that we've heard this week. We thank you for the messages that have transformed and changed our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the ministries that have happened. The ministry of healing and deliverance and provision, blessing that has taken place in these altars every night. Lord, we thank you for revival. Thank you for revival, Lord. We thank you for refreshing, Lord. We thank you for your presence that has been here all through this week. We honor you for the people that have been saved, the people that have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, people that have been healed, people that have been delivered. We thank you and we give you honor. And Lord, we're here again. We're standing in need of prayer and in need of refreshing again. In this one last night of revival, will you prepare us? Will you get us ready, Lord, as we launch out into this week and carry on the work that you have done in this place? For we thank you, Lord, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, and everyone together said amen. Want you one more time, put your hands together. Give the Lord a great round of applause. Clapping your hands. What have we said every single night? Clap your hands unto the Lord. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. How many got a victorious shout in here tonight? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. We do want to thank the... Esperanza Ministry for allowing us to, in, to come in. I like what Cameron said, to invade your service tonight. We honor you. You are a wonderful, beautiful part of our church. We love you. Dios le bendiga. Oh, now the... Tasha, I'll try that again. Dios le bendiga. Amen. Amen. Love you so much and so thankful for... Pastor Brian and Amelia—they're out of, out of the state. Uh, they've left for the weekend, and uh, so that's why they're not here this evening. They're sending their love and their best, and they did, wanted to be here so bad for this revival. They love the sergeants, but they are in Texas right now. So, yeehaw! <laughs> but uh, but we love you, Esperanza. Gloria dios. Um, gracias, senores and señoritas, for letting us be here tonight. We we love you, and how many of you love Esperanza tonight? You just love them, amen. amen. Our ushers are coming to serve you this evening. This is our last opportunity in this revival that we'll have to be able to bless brother and sister Sergeant. And if you're like me, you want to find any way that you can to bless them because they have been used of God. You know what I love is the presence of the Lord and the power of God. People will say, well, how's the revival going? To me, it isn't about the numbers, although the numbers have been great. It isn't about all the music, because that's been wonderful too, and we're going to hear tonight some more. It's about the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. And how many of you would testify he's been here every single night? Amen. Amen. So tonight we're thankful to the Lord, and we don't give the offering to the man We're giving the offering to the Son of Man. We're giving the offering to the Lord on behalf of His servants. And so we thank them for what they have done and how they have given to us tonight. Please help me this evening to just abundantly and above all that we could do in our natural self. Let's meet a need in their life tonight. So as you give, just give. Give unto the Lord. And know that it is blessed and God will bless you. How many of you have ever given... And right back, right away, you can testify that God gave back to you. He's blessed you. Amen. Amen. Father, we come to you. We thank you for the revival. We thank you for the way that you have blessed and touched our people. And we thank you for the servants that have been here all week to pray with folks, Lord, until late in the evenings. Sometimes we can't even get to the restaurants to feed them because they're closed, because we've been in the altars. But we thank you for that. For Lord, like Jesus said, I have meat, I have food that you know not of. We honor you for the way we've been fed this week. We honor you for the way we've been ministered to. And we give you honor for your servants. We thank you for the sergeants. We ask you to give them safe travels as they head back to Alabama. Give them, Lord, a wonderful rest weekend. Let them feel and sense a refreshing in their own hearts as they have given so much of themselves away. We pray this tonight in the name of Jesus and let us bless them with our gifts. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. God bless you.
5: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This song I want to sing in Spanish because that's for tonight. But I will tell you what I'm talking about is that there's something is falling here. That's so strong upon me, that's the Holy Spirit. I want to lift it off my hands and I want to touch His glory. The glory of God is falling here, healing the one I wounded. lifting off the one who is falling. The glory of God is here. Algo está cayendo aquí Están fuerte sobre mí Mis manos levantaré Y su gloria tocaré Algo está cayendo aquí Y es tan fuerte sobre mí Mis manos levantaré Y su gloria tocaré Está cayendo Su gloria sobre mí Sanando heridas Levantando al caído Su gloria está aquí Está cayendo su gloria sobre mí, sanando heridas, levantando al caído, su gloria está aquí. Algo está cayendo aquí Y es tan fuerte sobre mí Mis manos levantaré Y su gloria tocaré Aleluya Algo está cayendo aquí Y es tan fuerte sobre mí Mis manos levantan Y su gloria tocaré, está cayendo su gloria sobre mí, sanando heridas, levantando al crá- Su gloria está aqui, está cayendo, su gloria sobre mi sanando. glory, see you, hallelujah, praise the Lord.
3: You say my name, and my night was turned today Because you came, and I knew that you would come. And you sang, and my heart, it woke up. you came. Oh, Jesus, I knew that you would come. You- to praise, cause you came, oh Lord, I knew that you would come, and you sang, and my heart it woke up, I'm not afraid to see your face, I am alive, cause you came, Lord, I knew that You. you are oh, a miracle working guide you are you are a miracle working guide do you- There was an evening where I had lost my voice for about three days, still um, working on regaining it. (laughs) And I couldn't speak, but I was whispering in my room, in my prayer closet, and I said, God, I miss you. And he responded and he said, Oh, but I missed you. And I said, God, I can't speak. I don't know what's going on. And let me tell you, I continue to praise the Lord because my praise is a weapon. And let me just tell you, I went from whispering and I now have a voice. Our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more. He is able tonight. I don't know what you have brought into this place, but God is here. He is El Shaddai. He is Elohim. He is Jehovah Nissi. He is my healer. Our praise is a weapon. Our praise is a weapon. I don't know what you may be dealing with, but God is greater. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise tonight. Lord, let us be able in the battle, Jesus, to call upon your name. I love how I can call upon the name of Jesus at any hour, at any moment. Oh, Jesus, we just give you praise tonight. Oh, because you are, you are a miracle-working God. You are, hey, a miracle-working God. Cause you are, oh, a miracle-working God. Oh, you are, you are, you need to speak that over yourself, a miracle-working God. Oh, you are, oh, a miracle-working God. You are, a miracle-working God. Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we give you praise. You're working, Jesus. You're a miracle-working God. Oh, you are here giving praise. Oh, Jesus.
6: You believe that he is a miracle-working God. Woo! Thank you. Beautiful job. The presence of the Lord is so real. The expression of worship from the heart. And God is moved by our worship. Come on. So good to be here tonight with the Hispanic people (laughs) that's why Amelia and Brian left they knew I'd get up here and crucified okay (laughs) I appreciate them and the work that they do and all of you who are a part of Esperanza thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of what you do he he is a miracle working God. Somebody has already received your miracle tonight. I'm just confirming it. I don't know who you are. I'm just confirming it. You can be seated. Take more. I'm gonna visit a little while. If you want to turn in your Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. Thank you, first of all, Pastor Ray, for allowing me, Judy, to be here with you. Thank you for entrusting us to do something here, hopefully, to benefit this church. Many of you have come to me, even tonight, and told me that it was transforming. You know what that lets me know? It wasn't me. If it was just me, you could have said, well, you preached a good sermon. Or you did this. No, no, no. God did it. The good news for you is this is just the beginning. God never intended for you to have revival. He intended for you to live in it. (laughs) We have revivals because we're the ones that give up. God doesn't change. He doesn't move away. He doesn't get distracted by all the things that we do. He expects you to live in this kind of an atmosphere. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your giving and investing in the ministry that the Lord has called us to. It doesn't seem like it's been possible this coming September, or 1st of October, actually. It will be 10 years that I left the church and started what I'm doing. I need your prayers, because I know I look like it, but I'm not as young as I was when I was here with you. You know, Let me do this. How do you do that? I think some people have so many facelifts they only got one ear behind their head. They just pull it together. I don't know. But uh, well, thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for allowing Judy and I to be a part of this tonight. Thank you, staff and all of you that we were able to go eat lunch or whatever we were able to do with to spend time with you. I love you. And I mean that. I don't usually say that. You can ask Judy afterwards. and When I tell her I love her, she believes it because I'm not in the, I don't say it a whole lot because I feel like sometimes it's overused, you know, because I hear somebody say, well, I love that car. I said, you can't love a car. You can like it, but you can't love it. Love is an expression of the heart that reaches out to another person that binds you together in a connection that nobody else can understand. I don't know where that came from, but should have written it down because I can't repeat it. Love is what will bind us together in heaven. The love of being together. The love of the relationship that we have together. And I pray that before this evening is over, it, it's just one of those nights I want to talk to you and just, do you feel like I'm just fellowshipping with you right now? I'm hugging you before you realize it or not, all right? But I want to put into you another deposit of what God so strongly is pushing in my spirit, he needs harvest workers. He doesn't need pew sitters. He doesn't need people to do this. He needs people who are willing to put their hand to the plow and not look back. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the rapture took place right in the middle of you telling somebody about Jesus? and you and that person went together. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to get there and see all the investments you made and all the things you did and everything that you did for the kingdom of God? I used to get frustrated because I want to preach on the book of Revelation, and I always looked at it as a mystery, but the more I looked into it, I began to realize that the book of Revelation is written by a man who was trying to describe something he'd never seen and explain it to us who've never seen it either, and it really comes up short. Heaven is beyond anything you could ever imagine. Heaven is beyond anything that man has ever depicted in a picture or in words or in thought or in anything that has ever, you see, if all we are looking at is golden streets, gates of pearl, walls of jasper, no, no, no. If none of that is there, if I get there and it's a an asphalt road, if I get there and the uh, walls are breaking down if I get there and there's none of this that was describing it and then I see Jesus I won't see anything else anyway so once you see Jesus it it really doesn't matter wow because he loved you isn't it amazing that he loves you as much as he loves me at the same time he loves you and you think he loves you more than everybody else and I think he loves me more than you don't ask me to repeat that either. I don't, I'm don't. i just fellowshipping with you. Is that okay? That I want you to know, do not look beyond how much you are loved, how much you are cared about, how much he takes an interest in every little intricate detail of your life. And not only does he do that, he knows where you are, like I told you last night. He knows who you are. He knows what you're going through. And he's already there taking care of it before you ever get there. Amen. I'm going to see if I can preach, okay? Luke 1, 37. Oh, let's see, 1980, I was serving as the state youth director of northern Ohio. Now you're together. I'm glad y'all finally got together. You weren't unified when I was here. You were, it was just north and southern, and I was the youth director. I'd been there for two years, and they had had the meeting and had elected me back to serve two more years. And it was in the latter part about September, somewhere in that neighborhood of time, or October, I'm not sure exactly where, Judy and the kids had gone somewhere together and left me by myself. You know, you have to understand me, sometimes Judy says, I hate to leave you alone. I said, don't hate to leave me alone, I like it. Because it's just sometimes I want to be alone. I don't know if it's me and God or I just want to sit around and do nothing. Don't want to answer. Don't want to say hello or goodbye. Don't want to do anything. That's just me. But while I was alone, they were gone. It was in the split-level parsonage there. And I'd gone up into the bedroom. And as I'd gone into the bedroom, the Lord began to move on me very strongly to spend some time in prayer. So I turned the TV off. I went up into the bedroom area, and I began to pray. As I began to pray, the Holy Spirit began to stir my spirit. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but, you know, I'm going to get down here and just talk. Because I feel like I'm about to help somebody. (coughs) While I was there, the Lord began to drop into my spirit. Now, remember, I'd just been 100% elected by the state council to be their state youth director two more years. I was secure, everything. I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't planning on doing anything. I thought, this is it, boy, this feels good. And all of a sudden, while I was in prayer, the Lord began to open up my heart. And he began to remind me of something. He began to say to me, son, you do not belong to you. You belong to me. They said, what did you do? I stood to attention and said, yes, sir. Hello. Yeah. Hello. And as he did that, he gave me this scripture. What does the scripture say? For with God. Nothing, say nothing. Nothing is a zero, okay? Nothing is naught. Nothing is nothing. Nothing is impossible with God. The rhetorical side of that is all things are possible with God. Say all things. That's the opposite of nothing. Because when there's nothing, there's a zero. But as I, as I was in that bedroom and as I, was, as I was praying, the Lord began to stir my heart and say, I want to tell you what I'm about to send you on and embark you on. Nothing is impossible with me. Nothing. Let me tell you, that that's hard to comprehend. That's hard to get it from here to here. It's easy to quote scripture. It's hard to live it. Yeah. I know it's easy for me to come to you and you're sick and you're suffering and give you a scripture and say, all right, get over it. But don't do it to me because it's me. I'm the one. Hello? I'm the one that is going through the terrible trauma or whatever it is in my life. But I, every since then, which was 1980, that. The Lord has dealt with me about anything in my life. It goes back to the scripture. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Wow. There's not anything that that is impossible to him. Then I began to research it. And as I researched it, I began to see that the word nothing, when I put it in a Greek context, there's three different words there. One means no and a not, not. In Greek, and another one has a different meaning, but there was a third meaning, and that third meaning came up with a word that is called Rhema. Say, Rhema? I'm not talking about a Bible college out in Oklahoma. I'm not talking about somebody's ministry who decided to name their church Rhema. I'm talking about the living, vibrant, powerful, unadulterated word of the living. We do do not have a right to misuse it, to misquote it, or to abuse it. It is his living word. He said it in Matthew. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. He must have peanut butter. No. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Say proceed. It didn't say precedes. It says proceed. So every word that God utters, that's how we live. We don't live by the precepts of man. We don't live by the principles of man. We don't live by the politics of man. We live by the proceeding word of God. See, if God said it, was the song we used to sing? If God said it, I believe it. Let me tell you something. God said it, and whether you believe it or not, it's still so. It's not dependent on you at all. So he's speaking here in this little small verse. To Mary, we all know Mary. Mary was a young girl about 14 years old. She was uh, espoused. That means she was engaged. To marry a man who was a little older than she was, and his name was Joseph. As this young lady, and and, and I ain't got time to get into all of it, when you go back, sometimes we need to go beyond just reading this at Christmas. We need to get it into our system and in our mind and in our spirit that when you read this, it talks about how great she was. She was a devout person, she was highly favored. Folks, I'd love for somebody to be able to put on my tombstone, highly favored of God. Hello, that's what he said about her when Gabriel showed up from, what, where did Gabriel say he'd been? He said, I've been in the presence of God. Ooh. Now, folks, if you're going to have me an angel show up and you're going to tell me something, you better come from the presence of God. Cause I don't want to hear what you got to say if you're some other angel. Amen? Some people that call themselves angels, the only reason they're angels is out there harping all the time. This angel Gabriel... Visited this little girl and began to speak into her life the unadulterated word of God. When Gabriel opened his mouth, it wasn't Gabriel speaking, it was God speaking. You say, How do you know? Because it happened. If I speak and it doesn't happen, it was me. If I speak and it happens, it's God. Hello, he's never been wrong. I have. He's never blown it. I have. He's never made a mistake. I have. Gabriel shows up, and while she's still trembling in her boots, he tells her not to be afraid. He said, I've come from the very presence of God, and I want to give you a word, and that word is, you are going to have a baby. I got to keep this in context, because a lot of times, like I said, we only Chris we only preach this at seasons. No, no, no. I want you to get it tonight, because I believe in these past seven services, counting tonight, God is impregnating you with a word like never before. I came by to tell you, folks, He has made you pregnant with the word, and if you don't get it out, you're going to get miserable. Well, hello, ladies, and they get miserable if you've been pregnant a while and it gets to, what if you had to go 15 months? What if you had to go two years? I'd hide, okay? <laughs> the misery that's going to happen to people is to be impregnated with the word of God and never let it out. Um, are you still with me? Because I don't know where this is going, so hang on, okay? He spoke to her. He took a little innocent girl who had never been with a man in her innocence and commitment and devotion and dedication to God. God sends an angel and says, I got to have a vehicle to carry the son of the living God. So what does she say? How is this going to happen seeing I don't know a man? I don't have to translate that for you. Hello, I don't have to go any more detail, you understand. She is saying to the angel, this is not possible. And the Lord is saying through the angel, that's exactly what I specialize in. I just read the Lord's resume today and in his resume it says he specializes in impossible situations. I just read what it all says about him. He said, when it looks like it's dark and bleak and there's no way out, then God comes on the scene and he works it out. You see, what I want to ask you tonight is, what is it you need God to do that when he does it, you can't take credit for it? That's better than you help me again. I got to slow down. You are going to have a baby, but you're not going to have it through a physical man. Now, she's engaged. And, you know, I'm not going into details there. The Holy Ghost moved over. And when the Holy Ghost moved over, I believe God spoke the word. Now, can I kind of, I'm going to go back a little bit. In the beginning, read it. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and earth, verse 2 says, it was without form and void and darkness on the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved. The word moved means to hover. In other words, God in his eternal mind spoke it. And the Holy Ghost hovered it. What do you mean? The Holy Ghost was the instrument in creating what God spoke. Oh, my, 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 my. Do you know what that tells me? That tells me that that same Holy Ghost that was there in the beginning is the one that's inside of me now. And I want him to speak words through me that will recreate and create and transform. Oh, my Lord. He hovered. Overshadowed, it says. He hovered. The same one that brought creation out of chaos is the same one that impregnated Mary. She got pregnant. She went to a doctor. Now, she went to the drugstore, and she brought one of those tests. Don't think so, do you? Now, here's what I want to show you. If a woman today, with all the modern conveniences, hello, see, I came up years ago, and Judy and I did, The only way we knew she was expecting is the rabbit died. Y'all remember those days? Boy, some of y'all look at me, you don't even want to admit that, do you? You didn't know. But now you can buy a test. Mary didn't have a test. Mary didn't have a doctor to go to. How did Mary know she was pregnant? F-A-I-T-H. Faith. Nobody came by. Yeah, after he... Hovered over her and she was impregnated with the seed of the word of the living God. A doctor showed up and said, you know what? You're pregnant. No, no, no. Nobody showed up. Nobody. And this same young girl who said, how can this be, is the one who had to say to the Holy Spirit, let it be as you have said it. Oh, come on. It's not enough to hear the Word. It's not enough for the Word to challenge you. It's not enough to know the Word. You've got to say unto the living God, let it happen to me just as you have said it will happen. Woo. Y'all still with me, amen? Listen, she became pregnant. Nobody told her except God's servant, Gabriel. She had to believe it. You say, How do you know she believed it? She told Joe, Come on, how would you like to be engaged? And you go tell your fiance, I'm pregnant, but I ain't been with a man. Yeah, go ahead, you're lying. That's what they do. Hello? Do you see how crazy? It sounds to the normal, natural mind to walk by faith. Do you see how it just doesn't seem to fit? We try our best to fit faith into our category, into our situation. It doesn't work. You will be laughed at. Hello? I don't think people that lived up here when I did understood me walking across this. Heel over here praying. Hello. I look silly. But look what you're sitting in there. It's the vision that comes by faith. Woo. See, it's that kind of faith that causes you to testify to a man you know is going to want to put you away because it looks like you have done something to break the vows and you say to him, I'm going to have a baby. Now, Let's get a little stranger. I'm going to have a baby, and it's going to be Jesus. (laughs) I have a hard enough time when I see people on TV saying they're Jesus, much less somebody saying I am the one that's going to have a baby, and his name is Jesus. He's the promised Messiah. He is the one that when you read the Old Testament, all the scriptures talk about he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Well, let me tell you something, Joe. Here he is. Isn't it amazing how all the people that believe in abortion will give you all kind of arguments, and the best argument against abortion is the fact that if Jesus had believed that there was no life in the womb, he would have come at birth. But he didn't. He came as a little seed planted inside of a woman's womb. What was that seed? That seed was just as much God as the seed that was burst. Now, oh, come on. God knew. He said, I want to go through this process so I can produce a, a baby through this woman who can become the son of the living God who can forgive the sins of all the world. Say, Jesus, that's who, he's, that's who she's carrying. For with God, nothing Rhema, say rhema. Rhema is a word that is spoken to a certain person at a certain juncture for a certain reason, for a certain benefit. Did you write that down? I wish you had. Listen, rhema word means God's giving you a word that's just for you. You say, prove it. How many of you right now would stand up and say, I'd like to have Mary's word. I want to be pregnant. Don't think so. Hello? Hello? When God speaks a word, I'm going to give you a transliteration of this verse. It says, no word that God speaks is without the power to accomplish what he said. i got to say that again. Get this in your spirit. If you don't remember anything else I say tonight, remember this. When God speaks a rhema word, it is a word. Look at this again. It says, nothing is impossible, means No word that God has spoken is spoken without the power to accomplish what he said. Wow, you know what that's called? Miracle. Everything God does is a miracle. Everything. Take a deep breath. You got breath in your lungs. That's a miracle. Come on. We've got to understand that everything God does, everything God accomplishes is a miracle. See, we've got to decide how do we want. Now, look at this. Mary gets pregnant. She didn't know that her cousin was pregnant. Elizabeth, Elizabeth got pregnant after her husband didn't believe what God said to, through Gabriel. And the Lord said, I'll take care of you. I'll shut you up. Sometimes I'd like to see that happen in church. In fact, when I was pastoring, like I said, down in the bayou there for four months, I told them one Sunday, I'm going to bring a roll of duct tape. And we're going to take care of your gossip. Some of them would have exploded. Amen. If you can't speak positive, don't speak. Why do people make a choice To speak things that demean and tear down. When all you got to do, if you, my mom was right, your mom was right. If you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. But I sure was hard to listen to, wasn't it? Hello, speak those positive words. And see, he couldn't understand how's it my wife can't be my wife can't have a baby because she's pregnant, and now Mary's getting pregnant, and Mary's getting pregnant, and she tells Joseph, and of course she she goes where her cousin Elizabeth is. You know the story. I wanna, I wanna show you whatever it is God has said He will do. Don't get frustrated. He said you're gonna have the son of the living God, but it wasn't till nine months. Later, sometime God gives you a promise and anoints you for a task, but it's just not time to go yet. Oh, Lord, that was good too. I wouldn't even charge you for that one. Look at David. David was anointed as a little ruddy boy out watching the sheep. He was so unimportant to everybody, they didn't even call him in. The prophet is there and he's got a horn of oil. He's going to anoint the king. Is it possible? Is it it possible that David didn't fit the family? Wait a minute. Am, Am I correct that David's family was Jewish? Well, I'm giving you a test. Everybody say yes. You just made 100. Jewish families had dark hair, olive skin. My Bible says that David was ready And it looked like he was blonde headed So is it possible that he was watching the sheep because nobody else wanted him there because he was the oddball of the family? Come on. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life I felt like I was the oddball. But God didn't think so. I was the oddball that that couldn't even meet people. And Judy says, don't tell people you were shy. They don't believe it. But I'm going to tell you, I was. I couldn't speak to people. I couldn't talk to people. I was the oddball. I was the one when I married her. The reason the Lord allowed me to marry her at first was she met people and then I showed up. I wouldn't come up and shake your hand. I couldn't because I was the oddball who was shy. I know it's not true now, okay. I got over it, all right. But what I'm trying to tell you is David was the oddball. He said, do you have another one? Oh, yeah, he's out watching sheep. Go get him. Can you imagine all of his strapping brothers, olive skin and dark hairs? Who is this guy? He don't even need to be here. Why did they go get David? Because God had something in mind that man didn't know. You're wondering what God's going to do through you. Men don't have to approve of it as long as God approves of it. you don't have to wait till some man tells you now fake now I'm an ordained what do we call now ordained bishops I think I'm still an ordained minister because my, my license don't even say bishop okay I don't know what it says I know that I've been ordained, I've been a minister in the Church of God next month will be 50 years but that Is not why I'm preaching. That certificate doesn't mean I preach or I don't preach. God is the one that says I do or I don't, and he's the one that anoints. I'm glad I love the church, and I'm glad I'm a part of it. David is out there, and they call him in. He takes that horn of oil and pours it on him. This is the next king of Israel. Here's what I want you to see. When he got through anointing David, where did he go? Back to the sheep. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know who it is I'm talking to. Don't get frustrated because you're still looking at the backside of a sheep. You are still anointed to do what God wants you to do. Oh, you got a minute where I can preach here just a little bit? I give me a minute? Look at this. David, can you imagine being anointed king? Samuel the prophet says, here he is. And then you go back out there and say, sheep, I'm the king. All right. Well, he don't care who you are. Here's the king watching sheep. Don't they know who I am? But let me tell you, don't get frustrated in the interim time God has in your life. Come on. Just because you're anointed to do another assignment, take care of the one you're doing now before you get to that one. A moving of an assignment is not going to give you a greater anointing. Oh, that was good. What did he do? He practiced his craft. Yes, he did. What did he do? He got him a sling. A <laughs> he got him a harp. I guess that's how you play him. I don't know. He played his harp. Oh, my, my, my. Pastor, somebody, thats more than one person needs this. Keep on practicing your harp. I don't care if you're smelling sheep. Keep on doing it. You know what? Go ahead and read the book. Can I move on just a little bit right here? Let me tell you something. There was a time come because he practiced a harp that Saul couldn't sleep. And one of Saul's assistants said, well, I know a man who can play the harp. And let me show you something. He Go back and read it. He didn't even call him by, He didn't know who he was. He said he's the son of Jesse. Wow. What did he do? He called him to play the for the king who couldn't sleep. Look at this. The young boy who's anointed king who practices craft is now in the palace playing for the king he's going to replace. Do you understand God always works it out? Woo! I know I'm hollering because I'm feeling good. Ooh! You've got to understand that God works it his way. i got to say this again. Listen to me. Quit asking for another assignment until it's God's time. If God has you doing a menial task in the church, do it with the greatest anointing you can do it with. Hello. If you go and read Psalm 133, it said how beautiful and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the anointing oil upon the head. It goes down on the beard of Aaron and it goes down to where? The skirts. You know what the skirts of the garment, that's the part of the garment that drags in the mud. That's the part of the garment when he's walking around doing his preachly duty that it just drags the ground. You know what he said? He said, whatever you're doing in the church, there's just as much anointing in the skirt as there is the head. It doesn't matter what you do. The anointing upon this ministry flows just as much at the bottom or the top, sideways or wherever. You believe Come on, give him praise in this house. Come on, I need somebody to give him some praise. You better pray. This is the last night, and I don't have any landing gear, okay? Now, look at this she's pregnant. She obeys God. She doesn't tell anybody but Joe. She goes to stay with Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is pregnant. If God gives you a prophecy, it will happen. Not maybe. Help. Did you get it? Back in Luke chapter 1, where I started, God showed up, and you know what he said to Elizabeth? Zacharias? Zachariah, not Zacharias. He said, You're gonna have a baby. And he said, Zach, your wife's baby. Is going to be filled with the Holy Ghost in her womb. I just wonder what it would be like to be pregnant with a baby speaking in tongues. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Listen, folks, it's what it says. Go back and read it. You know, I take my word. He said, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit in her womb. Guess what? It hadn't happened yet. She's a few months pregnant. <laughs> but Mary shows up, Mary shows up, and they, the Bible says they hug each other, salute each other. And when they hug each other and their bellies touch, old John says, uh-oh, something going on here. And he says he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Here's my question. When, when, whoo, 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 when, oh my God, I can't wait to lay hands on all you guys. Wow, listen, when their bellies touched, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there was something that Mary was pregnant with that moved her. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you made somebody's baby jump? When's the last time you were so full of the Holy Ghost you hugged somebody, you walked in the room and said, oh my Lord, something's going on. It's time for you to be so pregnant with the power of God wherever you go, they can say, oh, something's going on, something's going on. Do you understand what I'm telling you? You see, when the Holy Ghost does what he wants to do, it's because you are obedient to what he said. That had been a lot easier for Mary. If Gabriel said, You know what? You're going to get pregnant. You're going to have a baby. But we're going to do something different. You're going to have yours in nine days. Come on, ladies. You'd shout. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Woo! Nine days. No, no, no. You still got to go through the process. I'm going to repeat something I think I've said to you this week. Listen to me. It's not about your destination. It's about your journey. What are you doing on the journey? Just, oh, are, Somebody say, I'm getting it. Look at this. No word from God is without the power to accomplish what he said. Wow. What I want. Don't get frustrated. How many of you ladies here had a baby? How many of that nine months got irritated? How many husbands left for a while? You go through the process of everything that is happening within you, the changes. Come on. But then when you get through the process, ladies, all of a sudden you reach over to your husband and you say, Feel this? What'd you feel? Now, every time she'd do that, I put my hand over there. Quit. The baby go boom, boom, and I, finally I get. To, what? What's that telling me? I can't see the promise, but it's coming. <laughs> I, 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 folks, do you understand that when new ladies have a baby, that that baby stays in darkness for nine? And in nine months, it begins to move, it begins to grow, and it begins to develop. Some of you right now feel like I'm in the darkest place I've ever been. Get ready. You're about to get pushed out. You are getting yourself ready for what God has promised to you. Oh. No word from God is without the power to accomplish what he said. Now, if you say what you said, it doesn't work you got to say what he said, because he's going to speak through you, creative activity, that lives will be changed. Do I have any harvesters in the house? Well, make some noise, harvesters. Let's get the, let's get the machine revved up. Let's get this machine going. Y'all got a couple of more minutes? Everybody give me a couple of minutes, say amen. The rest of you just go out to stay, okay? For the Lord would say to you tonight, I have walked with you every step. I have watched your frustrations. I have watched your fears. I have seen you as you have gone through an area of suffering in your life. But know this, you have not walked one step without me. I am taking you to a place that I have promised you. Do not be distracted by what's happening around you, but focus your attention on me and know that that battle is not yours, it's mine. Place it in my hands and I will take you to where I promised you, says the Lord. Come on, give him praise in the house. Uh, before I give this uh, written down, y'all want it? I need a little more now. Do you want it? I promise you I'll finish it within five minutes, okay? I better take that back. I'm gonna ask you a question and then I'm gonna give you about five points right quick. Here's what the Holy Spirit put in my spirit this afternoon. As you are going through the process that God has you in. Say process. Process leads to destination. Amen. I want to ask you, are you a settler or are you a pilgrim? Here's the reason I ask. A settler is a person who has accepted a set of boundaries and limits which define their growth. Did you hear it? A settler, I'm going to read it again, is a person who has accepted a set of boundaries and limits which defines their growth. Or are you a pilgrim? A pilgrim is a person who is moving toward a vision and is willing to pay the price. Do I have any pilgrims in the house? You are moving toward the vision and you're willing to pay the price to do whatever you have. Come on, pilgrims, give him praise in the house. I wrote this down so it might be good, too, if you can go back and buy the CD. We are making CDs, I hope. Faith doesn't deny a problem exists. It only denies it a place of influence. Faith does not deny that you have the problem. Faith says, I'm not going to let that problem influence me. You, some of you remember we went through the era of blab it and grab it, and name it and claim it, and all that kind of stuff. Nah, no. Nah. Faith says it's there, but it's not going to influence how I feel. Boy, that's good, folks. You got to get that. You got to get that in your spirit. Quickly about Mary, and I'm going to, this will be so fast you, you'll just have to go back and get the CD. Mary was carrying a mystery. A mystery. What? What do you say? Number one, she carried something that changed the world. Say that with me. Say, I'm carrying something that can change the world. Woo! Secondly, she embraced something she did not understand. Wow! Say it. Say, I don't understand, but I'm embracing the vision. Thirdly, she treasured what God spoke. The scripture says over and over she pondered it in her heart. That means I am thinking about it over and over and over. Hello. Say it. Say, Lord, I may not understand, but I'm going to embrace it, and I'm going to keep pondering it in my heart. woo That's pretty good, folks. Amen. Third, did I give you the, I th- well, where did I get to now? Oh, number four. She birthed what God had bestowed. She birthed what God bestowed. If you don't give birth, you will be one of the most miserable people in this church. Come on. I think I think mean, you and I were talking the other night. I think Debbie and I looked at her and She's got so much ministry in her. Every time I pray with her, I feel it just running around. I'm going to tell you that she's pregnant, but it's not with a baby, okay? That's not what I mean. Ministry is in her. And I told her there's been points and times in my life. I've got ministry in me, folks. And Judy will testify if I let her, but I'm not going to let her, okay? Because there are times in my life when I am not able to birth it. That I get hard to live with. I get here. You better believe it. She's got the right word. I get miserable. Let me tell you, you're pregnant this week. I've been with you in many meetings in the last 10 years, eight years, nine, however long I've been coming back here. But let me tell you, God has done something in this house this week that you have become so impregnated with the will and word and vision of God. You've got to give birth to it. Hear me, Stratford. The baby is crowning. The baby is at the threshold. No longer do you have to wait. Do I have anybody who will put your hands together and acknowledge that you're about to give birth to what God has impregnated you with? Oh. Woo. Stand with me. If you don't stand up, I don't shut up. Ooh. For well, through you, I am releasing a river that's unprecedented. The river that I'm going to release through you, as you let it go, you will see people healed everywhere. You will see people delivered everywhere. You will see the kind of a flow of my river that everybody who gets in will be challenged and changed and transformed by my power. Release my river, says the Lord, and you will witness greater things than you've ever seen. Come on, give him praise in the house. <clears throat> Some people ask me sometimes, they say, why do you walk so much? Right now I feel like a cage lion and I'm about to open the door. Ooh. Ooh. Come on, just walk up here, come on. I don't feel like doing anything, come on. Come on, stand in this, room. everybody, come on. This is the last night, this is the last night of service. It's not the last night of revival. Revival will continue on. Everybody say amen. Amen. Oh. 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 Come on, come on. And there are some of you who can't, I understand. You're not physically able. Some of you who might not be physically able could come for a while and then go back. I understand. (laughs) Oh, God. Pastor, I don't know about you. I get to a point like this I feel like I'm about as useless as I can be because I feel like I've got to give myself to him to do what you understand I don't mean my preaching and everything's going on in the spirit of God I mean you are not my responsibility you're his and the more you understand that that will drive you to where you've never been before. And the more you understand your commitment to him, the more you will do for the kingdom. <sighs> Lift your hands with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank mm. you.
2: Mmm,
6: mmm, mmm. Thank Masoka. Come on, keep those hands up for a little while longer. Just a little bit, son. a little bit, guy. <sighs> he said to Ted, "You look at me, Rhonda." Both of you need to know he is right now breathing into the stale air of the impossible in your life. And when he breathes into it, it's going to be as fresh. Oh, you sure don't sorry about that. Come on, folks. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Hesitate one minute. Your trail has been difficult. all okay? I didn't plan this, folks. I didn't plan it at all. But I want to, I don't care if you're a 100 years old or one year old. I want to pull ministry out of you. You understand? Now, let me tell you something. This old man's tired. And I'll rest after I get home tomorrow, okay? But I feel like we got Put your
1: hand on your it belly. right on the your keyboard, come on, put your hand mics. on your
6: belly, everybody. Oh, my god, the reason I ask you to do that is I am calling ministry out of you. It was
1: there, earlier Jesus today, said, The green one, on
6: the P8. last day, he stood and cried, Out of your innermost being, translation, out of your womb will flow rivers. Put your hand on your belly and say, Lord, I'm ready to release what's in me to touch somebody else. Are you ready? Do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Don't hesitate. Don't do it. you talk yourself out of it. Do it right now. I call it out of you. I call out ministry. I call out what God's calling you to do. I call out what's inside of you. No longer will you stand back. No longer will you stand still. No longer. Shh. hmm mm. Now lift your hands. I'm going to ask you a question now. How long has it been since you stood in wonder of the awesomeness of God? See, if you don't stand in wonder of his awesomeness, you will never be able to do what he wants you to do. (laughs) Hmm. Keep it up I know we're not closing these things with a shout But God said to tell you keep practicing your craft David kept turning the sling David kept plucking the harp Every day he would do it Nobody was there to see him But he kept it up And if you'll keep twisting that sling with that stone in it, one of these days you're gonna face that giant. It may not be today, but maybe you're not ready. But when you are ready, keep practicing it. Keep turning it. They tell me that a slinger can turn that thing at about six or seven revolutions a second and can hit an object 200 feet away. Let me tell you, keep practicing your craft. whatever God's called you to do. I don't care what you have to do to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And there's gonna come a day you're gonna look that giant in the face, and when you do, you're gonna be able to twist that string, and you're gonna be able to hit him right between the eyes Woo! don't don't take this lightly I'm not trying to do anything I didn't plan this altar call I didn't plan anything but God said I gotta call this out of you because if I don't it'll stay in here it's not supposed to be in here it's supposed to come out Holy, how many of you are baptized with the Holy Ghost? Let me see your hand. Then let him out. Don't keep him in, let him out. What will they say? Who cares? Amen. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all about eternity. And when you understand that what God has given you is eternal, you're preparing for eternity. Lift both your hands again. Father, I bless them with the favor of God. I bless them with the unique calling that you put in their life. Lord, these people standing here are now becoming favored more than ever before to become the foundational stone for this ministry to increase like you want it to. It takes these people, Lord, and people like these people who will stand in the gap, who will take up the space and say, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, and won't back down, won't back up, won't look back, won't quit. Ah-ha. Use them. Breathe on them. Breathe. Oh, that's it. Drink it in. Let him bathe you in his spirit. Oh, Lord, I love you. 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 Oh, that you would choose me. I don't understand, but I thank you for it. (sighs) Lift both of your hands and say over and over and over two words use me. Say it. Go ahead. Use me. Use me. Use me, use me, use me, use me, use me, use me, Lord. Here I am. Use me. Wow, Lord, I don't care if I have to go through people who don't understand. I don't care if I have to be like Mary and they criticize me. They don't believe it, but Lord, use me, use me. turn it back to your pastor I feel a heaviness this is an encounter with God he's telling me you're having an encounter with him like I did in that upper bedroom in that personage in northern Ohio when I said yes Lord and you know what happened to me I ended up here because I said yes Lord shout it yes Lord Come on, yes Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Woo! Yes, yes. My oh, God. I pray, I pray for his mind. I pray for his spirit. I pray for his body right now. Not only a fresh anointing, but a fresh wind, fresh oh my God, strength in his life. Stretch your hand toward your pastor. Pray for him right now. God's giving him to you. Don't you quit holding his hands up. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Say that with me. Say, not by might. I can't hear you. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's in Zechariah 4, verse 6. Tonight, go back and read your Bible about Zechariah 4, verse 14. He said, who are these? He said, "For me to tell you, this is who you are." It says, "You are sons of fresh oil." Did you hear me? He said, "Who are these?" The Lord said, "They are sons of fresh." You are sons of fresh oil. Lift those hands and accept it, right? Fresh oil. (laughs) (laughs) Glory.
4: Share something with you. She began to pray for me. I was receiving and I was I was praying in the spirit and I felt the Holy Ghost, Brother Wallace. And all of a sudden, in the top of my fingers, I felt heat, and it went all the way down through my body. I mean, it literally covered me, and I said, "Wow, God, that's awesome. I feel you." And then he spoke that scripture. You may not know it. The night when I was called to ministry, I laid in my bedroom on the floor and I cried and I prayed unto God. He said all night long, he said, say yes, say yes, say yes. I said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Get somebody else. You're not talking to me. You're talking to somebody else. And the Lord just would not, he just kept wrestling with me. It took hours. And when I said yes, I finally said yes, the Holy Ghost hit me with heat. And went all the way down through my body and I fell to the floor, spent an hour in worship and praise. And then I walked out of my bedroom, walked over to a little promise box. You've heard me say this before. Some of you know exactly where I'm going. You know the little promise boxes that your mama has that you pull out the little bread of life. You know, I pulled out one of them cards. And the Lord had been saying, say yes, say yes, say yes. And on the onside it said, what you say yes to today will determine what you are to be tomorrow. Then I turned it over and the card said, for it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Tell me the Lord isn't up to something. Tell me he's not up to something. Lift your hands right now and receive a touch from the Lord right now. Receive the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of
6: Jesus. Can I, I'm going to share this right quick. You drew that out of a bread, what do you call bread of life or rock or whatever. When I was called into the ministry, the scripture that was given to me was, I'll go before you make the crooked places straight, cut us under the gates of brass and of iron. And I said, yes, Lord. I got home and Judy had one of those bread of life. Isn't amazing? Hello, folks. I'm, I'm just telling you, God still works the same. I wasn't trying to confirm it. I was trying to get out of it. (laughs) I said, if it's in there, let me draw it out. What do you think I drew out? I'll go before you make the crooked places straight. Holly, come on.
4: God is up to something. He's up to something. He's up to something in your life, our lives. How many of you feel like we're getting ready to deliver something? We're getting ready to deliver something. How many of you are in on that? All the ones who know, I'm getting ready to deliver. Now the Lord has prompted me two times. Everybody bow your heads. We're going to close the revival. But listen, the Holy Spirit has spoke to me two times just now and said, someone in here needs to get right with me before they leave the house. So I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. I don't know who you are, but you're standing here. Your heart's beating and you're feeling the conviction and the touch of God. And yet you feel so far away. You're 100 miles away from God. And you know you're not right. And God wants you to be right. He is knocking on your heart's door right now. And you need to pray the prayer to get things right with the Lord. I'm going to have you stand right where you are in this altar. We're going to pray a prayer right now to get things right with Jesus. And if you're here right now, shoot your hand up. Who are you? Who's here that needs to get right with Jesus? Is there anyone? Anyone at all? Amen, amen, amen. There's three. Anybody else? I want to pray that prayer to get right with the Lord before we leave this house. Anyone else? Got three, there's three folks gonna get saved tonight. Anybody else? Wasn't, the Holy Ghost was right, wasn't he? Holy Ghost was right, there's three folks gonna pray to get right with God right now, here we go. I want you to help me tonight. If you, if you lifted your hand, you're gonna pray this prayer. And God, the Holy Ghost, the angels of heaven, they're all here and they're gonna celebrate with you. But you, if you didn't lift your hand, but you need to get right with God, pray this prayer with us. Let's all pray it together. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you're the son of God. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead. I believe that in my heart. I confess it tonight. So according to your precious word, I'm saved. I'm right with God. In Jesus' name, strengthen me. Be the Lord of my life. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Amen. He always knows. He always knows. Amen. Amen. I want you to find at least 612 people and I want you to hug them. Let them know they're in the right place tonight. God bless you. Pray for the services this weekend. And we'll see you, revival continues Sunday with Stratford Heights. Amen. Amen. God bless you.